0: Good morning. Good morning. It is great to be here this morning. That's a wonderful song. Man, it's just a um, beautiful day to celebrate a risen Savior. Again, it's wonderful to look out and see each of you this morning as well. It's just, uh, wonderful. Last week, um, I don't know if y'all remember or not, we talked about um, the sower and the, and the four souls and uh, talked about that parable, and um, we talked about how the seed and the sower are perfect, and the soil is us, and we receive the message in different ways, sometimes we're good soil and receive it, and and, and and the seed grows like it's supposed to, and other times it falls on rocky places and it shoots up, but the the sun and things uh, beat it down and kill it and, and then uh, sometimes it falls on a hard path and, and it's before it can even start to grow it's taken uh, by the evil one. Uh, I want to continue with parables this morning and uh, I'm going to stay in the same 13th chapter of Matthew and we're going to talk about wheat or weeds. This is actually my favorite parable. Parable that Jesus delivered. It's the one I love to read. I love to study. I've never preached it. I've given lessons on it, and spa- but I have actually never preached this sermon. But it's my favorite. I don't know why I haven't preached it, but um, but again, it speaks to me when I read this scripture. When I read this scripture, and I look at um, I look at the kingdom of God. And I relate well to this scripture. But again, I like stories. I like, I, I, I love to tell stories. Y'all didn't know that though, did you? I didn't tell one. Again, Ron and I celebrated our 38th anniversary this past week. And I guess the 38th anniversary, I think 25th is still, I, 38th is Bucky's. Yeah, I didn't know it. Uh, I'd never been to Bucky's, so I made my first experience, and unfortunately, I had already eaten a big lunch, and I couldn't eat the brisket, but I had room for the fudge. (laughs) So, if you get a chance, um, whether it's your 38th anniversary or you just want to go, the fudge is really good, (laughs) so, and I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, that's not a gas station. I don't know what it is. Did you go on Sunday? Well, I don't, I, whatever the 20th was, what day of the week was that? Thursday, I think. Thursday. Is that Thursday? Thank you. No, no Saturdays or Sundays, no holidays. I've heard. I actually bought gas there and fudge. The fudge is good. Mm. Made for good dessert. But this morning, um, again, we're going to talk about wheat or Weeds. Wheat Weed or weeds. Luckily, this parable is another parable. We get Jesus' explanation. So he delivers it to the disciples, and later it, the disciples ask him to explain it. And he explains it to us. So let me just uh, read the scripture, and uh, we'll go uh, a little more in-depth in it. But, uh, it is Matthew 13... 24 through 30 and 36 through 43. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, do you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want me to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then Jesus explains the parable. He says, Then he left the crowds and went to the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the wheat and fields. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of the kingdom all causes of sin. And all evildoers, and they will and then they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen and this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God let 's pray, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, for this word, Lord, I just thank you for this parable. Lord, I pray that as we study this parable, Lord, you speak to our hearts, Lord, that you, you open our minds, our hearts, our souls, Lord, and we receive the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wheat or weeds? Wheat or weeds? Who's the sower? Who's the scripture say the sower is? Jesus is the sower. Exactly right, Rick, Rick. Yep. Jesus is the sower. He sows the seed. So the Son of Man sows. Matter of fact, in Daniel, in Dan- if we look in Daniel, all the way back in Daniel, he sees Jesus as the sower. It says in Daniel seven thirteen and 14, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the ancient one and was... Presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. So the sower is the Son of Man, he's the one with the authority. The field, the field where the wheat and weeds are growing, is the world. It's the world. There's both good and bad in the world. Together. At the same time. And again, the Son of Man sows the wheat. He sows the good seed. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. Those who claim and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's who the wheat is. And they submit to him freely. Okay? So... When we compare it to the, to, to the parable we looked at last week, of course, the, the seed was actually the word of God, but in this parable, the seed is Christians. The seed, the good seed, are Christians growing in the field. It's the wheat that looks up. So now we look at it, and the weeds growing in the same field, they're the children of the evil one. They were sown there. They're growing right along with the good seed. The wheat and weeds are sharing the same soul. So they're the ones who are who haven't accepted Christ. The ones who are sown in order to do evil things. It's sown to, to disrupt. And the enemy... And this is the devil. The devil is the one who sows those evil seeds. And then the harvest, of course, is the end of age. It says that in the scripture. The harvest is the end of age, and the reaper is Christ, The reapers are Christ Himself and the angels. They are the ones who actually come and separate the wheat from the weeds. They come and separate. The weeds, of course, are destroyed. They're put in a furnace, and the wheat is put into the sower's barn. Everybody in this parable has a job. The sower has a job. The barn there's a job for everything. The harvest, the the angels, Jesus. Everything has a job. The wheat has a job. You know what the wheat's job is? To uh-huh to grow the weeds job is to the weeds job is to grow you see the main points of this parable Jesus tells us in verse 40 the problem of the weeds will not be fully addressed until the harvest it will not be fully addressed to the harvest and the reason why it's, the reason why, it's wait, why we wait till the harvest is for the benefit of the good seed we let the bad seed grow for the benefit of the good seed. Sometimes, Have you ever seen some weeds growing in your garden? Or some weeds growing around your life that you would really like to pull up? Now in your garden, it's okay to pull your weeds. But in your life, if you see people walking around you think, our oh, weeds don't pull them, it's not your job. <laughs> it's not your job. Who would like to pull some uproots some people and say, whoa. Seriously, who would? I mean, I, you don't have to tell me who. <laughs> you don't have to tell me who, but you know what? We can't pick out the bad and the good. That's not our job. That's job. Our job is to grow. Verse 41. You see, it tells us that the end of the age is when the Son of Man will finally resolve this problem. Who likes to fix problems themselves, though? I do. I do. I want to fix it right now. But our job is to grow, to be patient and grow. You see, the ones who need to be dealt with will be dealt with. They'll be gathered and dealt with at the end of time. They'll be cast. They'll get. Probably what we'd like to do to some people. That it's not our job. But you see, while I read this parable... The thing about it is, I am a fixer. I like to fix everything. But we have certain jobs in life. My dad used to say, Don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. In other words, just do your job. Just do your job. The mule will take care of itself. When we're growing in the fields and we're looking around, our job's not to weed, our job's to grow. Our job is to grow. One thing is, when you pull weeds, have you ever pulled weeds in your garden and some stuff came up besides the weeds? Maybe something that you wanted to grow came up. The same way happens if we try to get rid of the weeds or the weeds are dealt with while we're all growing, and then some of the good seed can come up too. Again, it's not our job to weed, it's our job to grow. It's our job to grow. Whose job is it to weed? It's Jesus' job. It's Jesus and the angels' job. So so it's not our job to weed. See, the thing about this, too, it's hard for us to tell the difference. If you look at that picture, that's a field of wheat. It's hard for us to tell the difference which of those is weeds. Sometimes I look like a weed. Sometimes it takes a weed eater, you take weed killer that's... But in life, that's not our job. In life, that is not our job. Thank God that Christ is long-suffering. He's patient. He allows us to grow. He allows us to grow. There's been times in my life you might have mistaken me for a weed and wanted to pull me up. There may be times recently that you mistaken me for a weed and and really wanted to get rid of me. But thank God that Christ allows all of us to grow. He allows all of us to grow. He gives us a chance to become who we're meant to be. Again, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between good and bad in the world. It is in a wheat field. It's hard to tell the difference between weeds and wheat. When you pull one, again the good can come up with it. We don't want that. You see, the kingdom we don't understand it because we're stuck in this thing called time. Everything we do has time. Tomorrow is Monday. Today's the twenty-third. Tomorrow's the twenty-fourth. We everything we're locked in time. You see, the kingdom of God is both present and future. We can't understand that. It's both present and future. You see, the Son of Man will gather his kingdom. So the kingdom is in existence prior to the end of age and after. The kingdom is now and the kingdom is forever, the kingdom is for eternity. You see, we'll shine in the kingdom. We'll shine in the Father's kingdom. See, Paul taught us in 1 Colossians 15, 23, 26 that Christ rules now and will turn the kingdom over to his Father when he comes again. See, there's going to be peace. There's going to be peace. Again, we serve a risen Savior who's patient. He's patient with us. He's given us work to do. He's given us work to do right now. Right now, there's things that we can be doing. But we want to look around often. We want to look around at the weeds and talk about them. We want to look around and say, hey, at least I'm not doing that. At least I'm not like that weed. We want to compare ourselves. And if we want to compare ourselves to something, we need to be comparing ourselves to Christ. He's perfect. He never changes. We can't compare ourselves to anything in the world. And you know what? We're not perfect. We're human beings. But our goal every day should be to be more like Christ. That's what it means to grow. That's what it means to grow. And if we're worried about everything else in the field, we can't do that. That doesn't mean we don't minister and try to change people who believe different than us. We do. But we do in a loving way. We treat them like they're human beings. You see, we're called to love each other. Most of all, we're called to grow. We're called to serve each other. Again, that's our job. Our job's not to separate, our job's not to get rid of, our job's to grow. Again, there's going to be a place for punishment for those. But it's not up to us. It's not up to us. I've often seen young people that I would have identified as they got out of adolescence to a little bit older, I, I may have identified them as a weed. If it up to me, I may have pulled them out of the ground. But because Jesus Christ is patient, I've seen some kids who had trouble childhood, some kids who had trouble in school go and do very productive things and become some of the best evangelists the world has seen. Again, it's not up to us to identify and get rid of the weeds. What's our job? To grow. To grow. I don't know a lot about horses. I know some people here do. Um, I'm not a big horse person. But I know in horse racing, they put blinders on horses. They put blinders here. And the reason for that is so they don't see what's ahead of them. They just see the the goal. They they don't see what's beside them. They just see what's ahead of them, and they see the goal. They see what they're running towards. They don't worry about their competition. They don't worry about what's going on beside them. Their job is just to get across the finish line. Sometimes we need to put blinders on because we worry about way too many things around us. That doesn't mean that if we see somebody doing wrong that we shouldn't try to help them. We should. But it's not our job to condemn anybody. Our job is to introduce them to a life that's full of abundance that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, again, it's easy for us to be caught up and get distracted. The evil one is real. The devil is real. 1 Peter 5.8, Peter reminds us that the adversary is seeking to destroy us. The first part of John 10.10 10 tells us the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus comes, he gives us life more abundantly. If we want that abundant life that's available in Jesus Christ, we need to grow. And be more like him every day. See, we learn from this parable that the, about the kingdom of God. About the kingdom of God, there's people, again, who... Are a part of the kingdom of God that don't look like us. There's people who are still growing. They may not be in the stage of their Christian life that we are, and they look different. Our efforts need to be to influence them, to love them, to serve them. You see, at the end of the time, At the end of time, that's when Christ and the angels will take care of what needs to be taken care of. We need to worry about our walk with Christ. See, because the righteous are going to shine forth as the Son in the kingdom of their Father. And if you're at a point in your life where you're not seeing God enough, you don't see Christ. What I want to challenge you to do is go serve somebody. If you're not seeing Christ in your life right now, go to a food kitchen and feed somebody. There's people hurting in the world. There are kids right now in the world, which we talked about a few weeks ago when Isaiah 117 was here. They don't know if their parents are coming home at night. If you want to see Christ working, go help them. Go serve them. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what it means to grow. I love you. God loves us more than we can even imagine. Let's grow together. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for being patient with us. Lord, I pray that that each person here, each person that may be listening online, Lord, that they don't have a relationship with you, Lord. They they come that loving, knowing, growing relationship. Lord, I pray that as we walk, as we walk our lives, Lord, that we worry about our jobs, Lord, that job, our jobs are to become more like you every day, just to grow in you. And again, Lord, I pray if there's someone here or someone listening that doesn't know you as your Lord and Savior, Lord, they accept you today. And Lord, for those of us who have accepted you, Lord, I just pray that again you grow us, you make us who you want us to be, who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.